0: I think the gratefulness and the happiness really comes from when you're, and you've said this, is when you're not seeking more, when maybe someone isn't brooding to kind of become something else or achieve something else. Yeah, man. So again, when we're looking at the research, it, it kind of comes back to that, right? What, what does grateful really mean and where, where does it bring you? Episode four, here we are. Welcome back to The Athlete's Pursuit. I'm so excited to be here. As always, I feel like we open up with those kind of lines all the time. But it's but it is exciting. I mean, I'm excited though. Yeah, we are. Exci- we were just talking though how how we're a little bit out of that honeymoon phase of the show. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't mean that you don't like it. You're not enjoying it. It just means like I think that it gets down into the quality of it versus the you know we
1: said like oh the
0: cameras are back on. We're excited. You Know where you we know? are?
1: You know where we are? We're like we're like on a fifth date. Like the first date, we're being all proper. Yeah. Everything's all like best behavior. Uh-huh. I think I was wearing maybe a nicer shirt. I remember. I'm in a hoodie now. Yeah, I'm wearing a hat. I was liking. I I, I like it. You're a li- lot. <laughs> you look comfortable. I'm relaxing. Yeah, you, you want to be relaxed. Yeah, I'm chilling out. It's yeah. great. Like get to know, get to know me right now.
0: You feel like no one knew you when you were wearing a button a button
1: down shirt. Maybe I was putting up a little wall.
0: I don't know, Joe. I feel like it's <laughs> something where you just wanted to, you wanted to look. Presentable. Part, yeah, but you're always professional. We know that. Okay. So maybe more <laughs> professional than you usually
1: are. You think so? Maybe. I'm used to wearing gym clothes. So it was just nice. It was just nice to, to wear some good clothes. Depends what you're doing too. I mean, sometimes when you're on camera, you're wearing nothing. Other times
0: wearing a tux. You really, it's a wide range I run the gamut. of styles that it's we're going to find you in. So it's not going to be only one. It's either gym clothes
1: or suits and ties. Gym clothes or suits and ties, and now mainly now gym clothes though. Ma- ma- these days, yeah, mainly. What is your go-to mainly. gym outfit? Uh, I've been wearing a nice little uh, New Zealand All Blacks cutoff. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I've been wearing that a lot. Why that? Because they, those guys know how to work, man. They do. You are you're all about the work. All about it. I think
0: people are. I, I've had people message me too after listening to this podcast, like, "Man, Joe." Joe's just locked in. That's just his training. He's just, (laughs) he's just, he's just no bullshit. I'm like, yeah, it is Joe. Why would you fuck around? You are, you are, you're very intense with your training in the best way possible. It's like, we're here to work. Let's get this done. And we always talk about certain things with training. We talk about adaption. We always talk about, you know, uh, progressive overload. It's like, well then overload it. Right. Absolutely. What are we talking about? We we (laughs) We were talking about loading up a sled one time, right? We were talking about kind of going through the progression of a of a class, and um, I was like, you know what? I, I feel like I'm burning myself out by getting on the sled first, and then doing some other work over here, and then oh, finally yeah, we get to like right. like the meat of what's supposed to be the workout. And I'm like, so you know, if I'm starting with the sled, do I lighten the sled up so that my other work I can focus on that more? You're like, no, you just make it heavier. Right. That's just, you just no. Just, if there's a question, do you put more or less on? <laughs> you never put
1: less on. It's always would you more. Put less on. <laughs> If you're a, if you have the privilege, if you have the honor of being able to push more weight, why would you do yourself a disservice? Your body can do it. And you just push push have to one. Yeah. Bag? Listen, if, if, if the moving the sled for you is difficult and really hard, amen, build up. But if you have the ability of pushing five bags on that sucker. Why would you not do this?
0: Because in the corner of your eye, you see how much you have to start squatting in 10 minutes. That's part of the <laughs> training though.
1: It's part of the training. <laughs> so if you can do that, if you can squat a crazy ridiculous amount at the end of your workout when you've already sled pushed, done deadlifts forever, then imagine what you're going to be able to do when you go squat fresh.
0: Sometimes it makes amazing. it amazing. Like the other day, were we, doing? we were doing box jumps and it was like box jumps forever. Yeah. And then James comes over and throws another box on top of
1: them. What a bitch. It actually did. I, 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 I actually love loved that.
0: that. It, did, it did push me a little bit. Until, That's what James does. Until James I, until will I push you, and then I missed the box. <laughs> I am like, well, there we go. That's failure. Failure. We want it. We want the failure. We want the failure. James
1: pushes me like crazy when I've lifted that dude is weight around. I'm sure he does. It's
0: nothing. Sometimes he just points at me and goes, that's the weight you need. More.
1: And decide, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think so. And then I move it. I'm like, I can do this once. This is not what I'm supposed but you to do be doing it 20 like, times. Okay, I can do this. I guess I can yeah. do this a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't play around and the all blacks are all about that. I just like their culture and the uh, the, the the mindset around it and I don't like wasting time. So if we're in the gym Let's go ahead and, and be intentional with it, and let's get some work done. Otherwise, I just don't know why we're there. Well, then I I'd ex- rather just not be there. No, it makes sense. I expect this from you at least one time. I'm what? gonna. I hope I,
0: I want to butcher this. What, what? What's the dance they do? The haka?
1: Oh my god! Yeah. Talk about getting pumped up. I know, man. It's very intimidating. Are I we, wish. Am I saying it right, though? I think so. Yeah, haka. I think so. It's the haka. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I believe that's correct. I hope
0: so. And um, if I'm wrong, I'm, 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 I'm glad to well, be corrected. Well, the dance, the
1: ceremonial dance they do before the games. Before have you patches. ever done
0: it? And have you ever.
1: I've only intimidated, you know, uh, you know, I've kind of maybe tried to do it uh, comically because I can't actually alone. do this. <laughs> no, I've, got done it done, alone. I've done it in class. I've done it in class. Oh, you as have? a joke. because okay. yeah. It's amazing. But I wish I had that heritage. I wish that was like my actual background, like my nationality. Pacific Islander, like But isn't this all kind of adopting other cultures and allowing yourself to be part of something? Well, all right, cool. You can do it. All right, great. I'll do it.
0: I think it will be good. Joe, a big question for you.
1: Yeah, go let's go. Hey. We're diving in? I th- yeah, we're diving in, all right, but here we you go. Know, let's
0: kind of let's let's dive in. This isn't a soft dive, but I'm curious. Hard dive. Have you ever been been given a gift? And had a hard time accepting it?
1: I want to say that yes, I have, but I can't think of a particular time in which this happened.
0: I'm not... Compl-
1: ag- compliments, does that count? Is a, is a gift a compliment?
0: I think in the sense of where we're going to go with all this, I think
1: it's an X, ex- yes. I would say yes. I can, I can say that I have had a hard time accepting uh, in the past compliments about myself if somebody you know some people say like just take the compliment yeah it's yeah, and i just exactly. wouldn't, yeah, I, wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it i would just be like no you're great <laughs> you're great yeah like deflect yeah
0: i think a lot of people do that because they're afraid for certain reasons possibly that i don't know if if uh, fear is really what what we're talking about here i know that i have a hard time accepting gifts and i think looking into the topic we're talking about today i can almost understand why And so we're talking about gratitude. Gratitude's the
1: topic of the day.
0: Now, this is, we were talking earlier about how gratitude, we were thinking, man, really short episode, we don't really have to talk so much about that. Yep. Um, But there's a lot. There's so much within the theory of gratitude and so much in the science of gratitude. This is a, a heavily researched area.
1: Way more than I honestly thought. I'm not shocked that of course it's research, but I didn't, I wasn't, when we talk about gratitude, I thought it was going to be some quick topic of just like, yeah, you journal, you journal, you talk about gratitude. We all know that it's something you should do. It's great. It puts you in a good mood. You can reflect. Yeah. But how do you measure the effectiveness of gratitude, which is basically what we've uncovered in some of the research that we did, right? Like you could actually, people have been trying to measure the effectiveness of practicing gratitude.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that because it's not as if I was surprised to see more. I think it was more that it was so in depth and how people practice gratitude and kind of the effect it can have on everything and all that kind of stuff because we, I've always heard about a gratitude journal and I think what something here and this is, this is where my mind went first when talking about gratitude is what's the difference between gratitude and being thankful? Because... I can sit somewhere and I can I can I can keep a journal and I can say, oh, I'm thankful for a gift that I received from someone or uh-huh. I'm thankful that uh, maybe my wife helped me out with that or I'm thankful for like, these items in my life. Right. And this is what we've talked about, too, about how we don't want to be so materialistic about certain things like I'm Correct. thankful I have that piece of clothing. Right. And I think that that's what people can get confused, the difference between thankfulness and gratitude. And there is a big difference. And so let's maybe go back a little bit because I, I really don't want to rush through this. Okay. Because gratitude, I think, why don't we talk about why it's important to focus on it? If I, you know, and I, I know that you, you look through everything. mm mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. But why, why would gratitude be so important for someone to think about, oh, I should, I should be listening to these, these two guys talk about this right now and it can benefit me because
1: gratitude can do this. So I will, I will say that I think that gratitude when we were touching on this or like starting to do research on it, I just kind of went in thinking gratitude is just a practice of how you maybe look at the world of, are you thankful for what you have? Uh, Do you have that kind of perspective? And I always saw it as if you're not grateful that you have more of a mindset of wanting more than maybe you have. So I just think that has always been something I've tried to avoid with how I view things because it never really felt like it served me, which whenever we talk about mindset, by the way, I'm always of the kind of opinion or the perspective that um, I look at it two ways, like before I adopt a mindset or kind of a belief system, I'm, I'm like, let's play it out, out the scenario of like, if I believe things in this lens, then it might serve me this way. If I believe it in this lens, it might serve me this way. So you can kind of adopt a belief system kind of based on that, playing it out a little bit. So when I think about gratitude, it's kind of more the I'm grateful for what I have. It's a perspective of this is an opportunity, not a chore, right? Like looking at your job. It's an opportunity to maybe get better at a certain skill set, not I have to be here type of thing. It's it's more like I get to wake up in the morning. I get to train early in the morning, not I have to wake up at 5 a.m. to go train and work out. I hate this, right? It's like, no, you can get stronger right now. So it's kind of this, maybe an opportunist or like a um, optimist mindset, maybe even too, uh, as opposed to being more pessimistic. But being the opposite, being ungrateful, just never really seemed to fit. It never really seemed to serve any purpose in my life. It just always seemed to be a negative kind of way of doing things. So I'm like, why not be grateful? Why not practice or try to have a a, gra- a, a mindset of uh, gratitude? And one thing that I've that I've heard this quote that I uh, would always go back to is we talk about possessions and wants and things like that. And I think I love your quotes. I can't wait. When you're younger, you for sure you focus on materialistic things and wealth, right? Um, literally uh, money and wealth. And uh, it's changed. This quote is wealth consists not in having great possessions, but in having few wants. And when you talk about like Buddhist principles, like the Buddhist said, we suffer because we desire. If you can give up desire, you won't suffer. Explain how how you, how you kind of break that down for
0: me and how you, you feel about that.
1: So the perspective of wealth consists not in having great possessions, but having few wants, I think is pretty much just this mindset of, You can attract things. Of course, you want wealth. Of course, you want a nice home to live in. You might want a nice car. Who doesn't like these things? But it's not what you're chasing after. It's more an appreciation for the things that you have currently. You love what you have. You are so thankful for where you are. And then you can still strive to become better as an individual. And then these wants, quote unquote, they may get attracted into your life. So you may have a great home, have this abundance of wealth, and it may come to you but it's not it's not like you're it's not what you're really shooting for it's kind of a byproduct of of good nature is how okay. i look at it sure cuz you can be miserable chasing all these things and like the 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 i think dilemma that you run into is being ungrateful comes into this place of it's never enough when is it ever enough you're not thankful for whatever i can give you the best car in the world the best apartment in the world and if you're not grateful when are you ever going to be satisfied when are you ever going to sit in peace Okay, yeah, sure. And let me, let me ask you this because I know
0: you know this answer and this is going to come more from the research side of things, but why would someone actually want to be more grateful? Why, why would it be important for someone to be still, sit in stillness, sit with themselves, think about these things and truly be grateful? Why, why, why would someone want to switch their mindset from being more materialistic um and being more pessimistic and so really
1: switch it over to being more grateful. What can it actually do for someone? There's, so we'll go into some of the research a little bit. Uh, as a segue into this, it's a great question. I think it just starts to, I think it starts to bring just opportunity and abundance into your life. So these things that you kind of want, they actually come because you're not expecting them to anymore. So it's a flip from, you know i've heard you know if you you may have heard this before if you can flip a simple word of expectation with appreciation every, everything in your life begins to change you don't expect something to come to you you appreciate that it may you mm-hmm. appreciate when it's here mm-hmm. and then you let it go when it's supposed to go you don't expect it to turn up you don't expect your partner to do you know to make dinner for you every night you appreciate when they do you don't expect your job to pay you a certain amount or expect a promotion you appreciate when the opportunity comes along.
0: Yeah, and i th- I think a I think a short answer as I'm trying to figure out this this couch sitting the lumbar situation. situation? I'm trying to see how I can make this more comfortable um, on the myself. back. I love I love the setup in some ways. I'm just trying to see what this. I don't know if this makes me feel old or not. Um, don't just, you? But I'm, don't you think I'm the basically un- putting a bunch of pillows behind my back right now, if no one can see me, like the- <laughs> This feels <laughs> good it's though. Like an I'm actually seat. good right it's now. Like I feel happy. trash about my couch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> A brand new fucking couch, man. So <laughs> I'm I, grateful. I'm grateful that I actually. So, but
0: this, I, this I think is. Let let me come back. To what I was saying before, is happiness. Just the word happiness. I, yeah, when okay. you when you actually look at a lot of research, and I, I this this is what you were saying in in the best Joe ways possible. Joe, you are so. Uh, you're so well thought out. I was telling you this earlier. You're so well thought out. You are um, your choice of words to you know be articulate with how your mind is working is always very impressive. Thank you. Um, sometimes I feel like a three year old when I end up kind of going into my thoughts. But happiness <laughs> is is more or less what you would come across. Uh, in, you would come across when you're looking at research. Right. It's basically how you can elevate happiness in your life, which is coming from you know abundance, which is what you're saying right? It is. So who wouldn't want to be happy? I think that, you know, there, I think that there are people who, you know, live by, you know, uh, you know, misery loves company. Uh, you know, they, 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 they feel more comfortable in depressive states. Mm -hmm. Uh, they might not want to be there, but they feel more comfortable within it. There's people who are very critical of certain things in life and they just, that's how they think. Mm -hmm. And so their mind always goes directly to that and they feel comfort. That is how they identify themselves.
1: That's a very interesting
0: point you just made right? That's very true. And so there are people, though, that they feel more themselves when they're happy. And so when they're in a situation where they're thinking more critically or they're, you know, they're judging people, um, I think that they that they want to change that. And so they think a certain way. And I think gratitude uh, is is one of those things. And so if someone's thinking, why would I care about gratitude? I would say there's so much research there's so much theory and research to back up why you'd want to do this if you want a life that is considered happier.
1: And let me dive in here. Let me yeah. piggyback off of what you're saying. Some of this too, I think is what to, to just uh, get onto your point here. Um, we have like negative loops of, of sometimes of like thoughts that go on into our head, right? Yeah. So what you're saying is you can get addicted to a negative pattern right? Like this is very true. You can have kind of just a negative loop of let's, for lack of a better term, maybe a victim mindset, right? Like, why is this happening to me? These types of situations. And you can just be telling yourself this stuff nonstop because you repeat the same internal thoughts most every day. There was some, some thing that I learned like over, it it might, I'm not going to get this exactly right, but like say 90% of your thoughts are actually repeated day after day. So you're telling yourself the same stuff. Mm -hmm. So this gratitude to me is almost this hack of like, you can interrupt your thought pattern, right? So if you have this negative thought pattern, you can interrupt it and bring in some positivity, inject some positivity in it to change how your day is going to flow. And then the whole point to me is really about building momentum so that you can start to change that thought pattern over time. But it's very difficult to do. If you have a negative loop, The only way to change that is through a very consistent practice, right? Sure. Which isn't a lot of fun in the beginning, but it's kind of you're being very consistent with it to change kind of your thought process, which the whole point of the show and everything we're talking about is how do we adopt a better mindset to be more productive and be better humans, Mm -hmm. right? And so this to me is a very important kind of simple life hack, if you will, of, of how to do that, right? To change your lens... In which you view life to be happier because happier people work, work happier and do better work. You're more creative. You work harder. Yeah. You know, you're a better partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're just more creative and, and, and just kind of more attentive. So um, let's dive into some of this research a little bit. I'm curious what you found when you were digging into this with what gratitude and like the correlations, like what actually happens to you when you're practicing gratitude? What did you dive into? Yeah, there's,
0: again, there is so much in this. And so, and people have been researching gratitude for so long. And so there are there are centers across the country, um, centers of longevity, um, centers of humankind, um, you know, looking at um, some areas where there are, uh, there's a lot of research still going on. Uh, George Mason University is one of those. Um, I believe that's uh, just outside of D.C. and yeah, Virginia, so. right? Yep. Um, San Diego, there's um, there's some great centers over there where they're looking into this kind of research as well. I think you, uh, I think USC is another one. So there are many researchers that are currently looking in, in into this, and it's almost a little bit of there's kind of faith within this, there's religion within this, and then there's science, and so there's a lot of um, things. And I was just kind of thinking, right, just right now, there's um, some good research that was coming out, but it really comes from Uh, some places that are kind of questionable in terms of um, them looking into, I was just looking, I'll come back to it if I can find it. Okay. Um, But, oh, the John, the John Templeton foundation, which some people look at as, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a foundation that likes to look at research, but it's almost anti-science, some people say, and it's so pro-religion. Oh. But gratitude, I think, can can fit into both of those categories. And I think you can still pull out, you can kind of tease out great research from both of those. Yeah, yeah. So this is, this is one of those areas where I think anybody can almost get involved. But again, everything this comes back to is looking at happiness, whether it's going to be in a work environment, whether it's going to be in a relationship, whether it's going to be in success in life and whatever you want to accomplish. Yeah, man. So, so... If you are listening to this and thinking, why, why do I care about gratitude is because it elevates so many things in your life, apparently through the research that we've actually seen. And my, and my biggest idea here is I want to understand too how this really affects men in particular. I think that it's going to be interesting to look at certain things around uh, different age groups. So like millennials versus Mm -hmm. baby boomers Mm -hmm. Um, in marriage, kind of what, what it can do as well. So Uh, I think we've done a really good job of kind of breaking down what that what that gratitude is and making sure that we're we're separating it from being thankful that someone's kind of given that material uh, gift to you versus more of a feeling, which I think is what the gratitude is feel grateful. It's a larger than you type of thing Mm. is what we're really thinking about. And um, a lot of people kind of think about this, too, whereas you can kind of use emotions. It's not it's not that you're thankful that you are on vacation. Vacation or that you're grateful that you're on vacation. You're thankful that you're on a vacation, but you're grateful that you have the opportunity in life to put yourself in a situation where now you're sitting on a beach and you're feeling the breeze in your hair and the warmth of the sun on your face and that you can share that moment with your family and maybe other people. You're yeah. grateful for that type of opportunity. Right? Yep. And that's that's just where we're kind of looking at this. Um, but I think the gratefulness and the happiness really comes from when you're and you've said this is when you're not seeking more, when maybe someone isn't brooding to kind of become something else or achieve something else. Yeah. Man. So, again, when we're looking at the research, it, it kind of comes back to that. Right. What what does grateful really mean? And where, where does it bring you? It's that happiness. It's that, it's that, it's that less of a drive to, to need to take the next step. You can kind of remain in the moment and you can reflect and you can be th- thankful or grateful rather for all the things that you've been able to achieve and the moment that you put yourself in. You're not looking to take that next step. I I love that. Yeah. And it's just, I think being in this city in New York, you don't have a lot of people doing that because you are thinking about the next step. The next thing,
1: the next thing. Let me, so I'm going to jump in here. What you're saying is so important and, and, uh, so, when I was doing this research, I was reminded that I actually had been taking this course. I signed up for this course during quarantine. It was a free course oh, at okay. Yale Yeah, that I was taking months back. A friend recommended it to me. It was. It's called the Science of Well-Being. So Yale actually designed this course. So it's Dr. Lori Santos created this course at Yale, and okay. it's wide open online for the public to take. Yeah, So you can go online right now to Yale and take this course. And I think it's amazing because we're, she's talking about these things. And first of all, for a college to actually teach people how to be grateful and just how to live well as a human being, I think the world desperately needs, like we should be learning these types of things in school, not just, not just our major or whatever we're kind of practicing, but savoring. So she, she mentioned this topic And I'm paraphrasing some of her work here. I Honestly, I hope to have her on the show. I actually reached out to her. I think she'd be amazing to be on the show. Perfect. But savoring, it's taking the most out of the experience. It's kind of living in the present moment. So this act of gratitude is kind of in the moment that you're in, can you savor the experience, slow it down, and appreciate it while you're in it? So the people that enhance savoring kind of have these qualities of Um, very specifically, they share it with another person. You talk about your experience with another person. You thought about how lucky you were to be in this moment, right? You actually enjoy the moment. You show a physical expression of energy. So like laughter in the situation that you're in, you tell yourself how proud you are of yourself for being here, right? What it took to get here, all those things. You just reflect on it. And then you're in the present moment. You're not thinking about the future. You're here. You recognize this beautiful moment that you're in. There's a stillness in it. Now, the contrast of that, of not savoring, is exactly what you were just mentioning. So you have this attitude of a little bit more, they're focused on the future. They're asking like when it, well, this is going to be over. Everything ends. This will be over. Um, Reminding yourself that it will be over soon. You're thinking this is not as good as I hoped it would be. Right, You have these expectations you tied to it. I expected it to be this. It's this. Um, and then you're like, nothing lasts forever. And you tell yourself things like, I don't deserve it. Which goes back to the first question you asked me. Do I receive a gift? And if you can't receive a compliment, you think, I don't deserve that compliment. So you're not savoring this great thing that's been around, right? What are you doing? Pause for dramatic effect. Are you giving me... Is this... Joe? Is this for me?
0: It was your birthday recently.
1: Is this a German Shepherd? And
0: I know you've been wanting a German Shepherd. <laughs> I don't think it's the right time for you to be getting a German Shepherd, so I figured I'd give you one that maybe is less <laughs> to take care about, right? So, so this—that's perfect. You can give it a name. That's stuffed toy. Oh, there's German there's a the word Aurora on it. Okay. Right? I love this. Um, but this is this is yours. I hope that you can you can accept <laughs> this gift of a German Shepherd. I. Gratefully accept your gifts so of the German Shepherd. That's amazing. Yeah, and Look so and so Joe isn't so so much as thankful for the gift. He's grateful that that, grateful that, he that he can have, even that thought give a podcast with someone who who is thinking so much of him like that.
1: Let's, let's put him right here. Yeah, chill out.
0: When he gets a name,
1: let me know. Um, no, you have to No, I already have one. Really? You don't think I have one picked out? Okay. When I have a German Shepherd, uh, this is a female, by the way. It's oh, a female okay. German Shepherd. Okay, uh, it's Coda. I love that name, man. That's really good. Where where
0: does Coda come from? I don't know. It's a badass name, actually. Right? It's a little bit military-esque, and I think Alaskan right away. I don't know why I think that.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on it, though. I'm with you on it. Um, What are we talking about? Dude, this is awesome. I know what we're talking about. Where are we back? I just Um, talked I wrapped up savoring. I wrapped it up. I put a bow on it.
0: I went to go go drink some. I, I dribbled. Spilled. And then you notice how, like, I you just continued going. to go. Like, yeah, I you saw did really you dribble good.
1: and I was like, you are not gonna focus, bro. It's
0: a sign of a true professional. You, oh, okay. So <laughs> I think what I think you were, yeah, I think you were talking about being in the moment. You were talking about mm-hmm. this Yale course. Yep. All this stuff is really great. Were
1: you in the moment? You were in the moment there.
0: I was thinking about your gift and I dribbled okay. and then all, all right, this kind cool. of stuff. Right. Yeah. I was, I, I was listening still. Okay. I try multitask. I always lie on it. Whenever (laughs) someone's like, I'm in like a job interview, you good at multitasking? Of course I am. Amazing. Five things. Yeah. But um, I mean, I I guess I am, but not in the way you want me to be. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Great at checking social Uh, and emails at the the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Living the moment though, because I love this because I, what, how my brain works. I always just try and kind of come back and just kind of, you know, repave the way of kind of how we how we how we how, how we got here so so someone listening to this is thinking okay why gratitude okay happiness i want to be happier but it's also something where i think pulling yourself back in the moment can be so helpful because i think you can reach happiness from that point but what's the other side of it and i thought you were going to go this way and i think you did a little bit because you always use those great words and you kind of go into your theory and it, it always really works but I was hearing someone talking about this idea of kitchen sinking. Um, so, and this is what we do in our own heads about ourselves, we can also do it about someone else. I've also talked about this in therapy um, where we, we kind of, we, we think about catastrophizing almost, oh. and we kind of let things roll over I I itself and kind of like builds itself up. So the opposite of being grateful and living the moment could be almost this idea of kitchen sinking where, we end up having this one dirty dish that's maybe in front of us. So I'm sitting here, let's say I just dribbled on myself and I think, oh my God, like what an idiot. The last time you did that, I can't believe you did that too. You made a mistake. You make a lot of mistakes. Okay. So now all these other dirty dishes start to come over and I'm, I'm pulling them out of the past and thinking, oh, well, remember the last time you even, you dribbled over there. You made a mistake while you were on that podcast. You made a mistake when you were on video, man, you are such a klutz, right? And so we start to almost kind of like build up these dirty dishes for ourselves. And this isn't my my explanation. I heard this and I don't want to take credit for it. I thought it was just really good but we start to kind of like build up these little dirty dishes until it's almost so overwhelming. We have a sink of dirty dishes and now I'm no longer in the moment. I'm no longer enjoying that. You know, I was able to give you a gift that we're, we're having this, this amazing platform and we're talking about this thing. I'm spending time with you and you know, we're talking about self-reflection, but instead, instead of that, I'm thinking about how, how clumsy I am. Mm -hmm. Right. And it Mm -hmm. kind of removes you. So you can think about this at like a family vacation or think of it at, um, you know, during a holiday where you're not really in the moment, but you're thinking, okay, I'm back at my parents' house. You know, maybe your parents' house wasn't really a happy environment. You made a lot of mistakes when you were back in high school. You're thinking about that. You're thinking about, you know, how did I put myself in this position? I could have been better. My God, this is not good. All of a sudden, the holiday weekend is over and you've done so much um, toxic, um, you know, you've been breaking yourself down the whole time. So these dirty dishes kind of pile up. Does does that it kind of make sense do not I, I d I don't I don't it, no, I don't know if I explain it it makes, as well.
1: It seems to be like just the momentum thing of like you have one thing that's very small and insignificant happen, but like you start to manifest yeah. a negative kind of response to it and it makes you think about, oh, when I did this wrong and then I did this wrong. Yeah. And then you it probably just creates a lot of self doubt. Yeah.
0: And so being grateful is almost this idea, the opposite idea of building up clean dishes where when you catch yourself, which you have to, you have to be able to do, you have to be able to understand when you start to go in that direction and say, I don't want to go that way. I don't want to be thinking toxically. I don't want to be thinking, you know, put myself in this, in this depressive state. I know that I feel comfortable there, Mm. but I do want to be happier. You have to accept that. So So building up things like those clean dishes and having them ready. And in your pocket, you say, "Oh." I realize I'm starting to go down that road again. Yeah, okay. But you need to be able to pull things out. Like, let's say it's going to be in, you know, you go back to maybe your parents' house or maybe let's use my example right now. Where instead of me thinking about me being clumsy and, you know, me dribbling a little bit of, uh, of this on myself as we're, as we're drinking it, I can kind of think uh, more about my environment and kind of build up. No, no. Uh, actually, I always love, you know, being able to kind of research these kind of things. I love the conversations we have. I'm grateful to be in this moment right now. Um, I can think about, you know, uh, certain things of, oh, I love the conversation that maybe I was listening to on that last podcast. Maybe not the best example right now, but you start to kind of pull out these other things about how grateful you really are. So instead of going one direction, you bring yourself the other way. Right. And you start to just kind of think more positively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or like in that family, that holiday kind of scenario, instead of thinking about all the mistakes you made in high school or the bad times you had with your family, you have ready to go. Okay. When I think toxically, I'm going to think back to that vacation that we had that we really enjoyed I'm going to think back to three you know, Christmases ago that was really enjoyable. I'm going to think about that time that, you know, my dad and I had a good, you know, throw in the backyard and, you know, all those experiences I had. I'm going to think about all those comforting times that, you know, we sat in front of the fire uh, as we <laughs> read a book. I don't know if we do that anymore. But like you have those things ready to go. So instead of you thinking toxically, you think positively. Mm-hmm. And that makes you more grateful. Right. You pulling out all of those thoughts thoughts, you're being more grateful for all those memories that you have and the experience you had with your family and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So at the sake of me not sounding articulate, I hope that that came across (laughs) somewhat where it makes sense.
1: It it does make sense. When you were, some of the things you were talking about, like, especially the negative kind of loop and building that momentum, I was reminded of like even a story about myself because, um, I think some of this like practicing gratitude or just having this mindset of looking at things as maybe an opportunity, uh, you know, versus being pessimistic about things or going into a negative cycle, cycle is like building a muscle because we're, yeah. all, we're all human beings. I mean, like I wake up with negative thoughts, right? Like I'm just, it's not like everything's perfect all the time, right? It, get, it has gotten easier to snap myself out of it or to recognize that I'm in a pattern, right? And I think that's kind of more what we're aiming for. It's not to just erase negative thoughts. It's not to say that they're not going to happen. It's not to say that you're not, I, I will wake up again, ungrateful for a situation. It will happen. It's just more, can you snap out of it? Can you recognize that you're in it and go, dude, this doesn't serve you right now. Like, okay, but reframe yourself. What do you have to do to shake yourself out of it? Which quite honestly is one of the reasons that I really love to train because it really puts me back into a positive space right? So for me, exercise, and I know that's for a lot of people, exercise is a great way to physically alter your state of being completely and put you in a brand new state. Now, I will say this whole thing about this negative loop that you bring up. Yeah, um, you sound angry. Well, (laughs) 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 no, I, I, you know, again, part of the show, like we're trying to think about, we want to perform at high levels, right? I mean, like a lot of this is I just want to get the most quality out of life, right? I want to enjoy experiences, I want to I want to do great things, I want to have a good time, I want to stretch myself, challenge myself and and get better with time and 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 so some of these things, you know, you think professionally, how can you get a little bit sharper in your craft, how can you perform better and um you know, you can study, you can do all these things, but if you have a negative loop going and you keep creating self-doubt because you have this maybe ungrateful view of like what you've done or what you're capable of, you know, you're not gonna be able to perform at a high level. And I can remember, you know, um, when I was starting to do acting and like kind of improv comedy back in the day, and I was at this audition and I would get so far in my head because I was not focused in the moment. I would continuously think about what, what should I be doing? What should I be saying here? what does this director want me to do? When is this going to be done? Mm -hmm. And then I would think about all the other times that I would screw up in the past. I think like, man, like, you know, you've screwed up in this audition. You're not really that good. You went to acting class and like you bombed that scene and you would just reference back all these negative points. And I say this story because I think this is very commonplace for people. And I would get very nervous about auditions um, which was a huge part of my job modeling and acting. I mean, this is what you're doing. You're going to auditions nonstop. So what I can tell you and what I learned is that I just hit this point of recognizing that me thinking about how I shouldn't fail and referencing all these points of like, you did this so bad. So don't, don't sure. mess up. And that was my self-talk created a situation where I would mess up because all I'm thinking about is how I messed up in the past or don't mess this up today. Sure. And you reach a point where I was just like, this doesn't work. Right. So, me doing this and acting all perfect and trying to do what they want me to do and get into my own head isn't working. It's stopping me from experiencing great things
0: and creating. Because one thing that you would need to do, whether you're modeling or whether you're doing stand up, is you have to create material. And that material could be posing, that material could be, you know, certain lines, it could be being able to kind of be in the moment, uh, you know, during improv. And so really within the brain, when you put more stress on yourself and you're thinking more about those moments that you didn't do well, you start to actually increase things like cortisol, right? That stress hormone and that stress hormone, the the higher it climbs, it really shuts down those centers within your brain. I'm going to say it's the amygdala don't quote me on it, but it starts to shut down the center in your brain that really grows creativity. And so things like oxytocin, things like dopamine that help with uh, with really creative people or creating, that starts to become suppressed. So the more that we remain in that negative mindset, the more that you're actually shutting yourself down from being successful.
1: Am I hearing you right? Like it's kind of taking you into like a fight or flight Type of situation? Yeah, that's right. An, uh, yeah, I guess. So you're more in survival mode versus kind of free, relaxed, creative.
0: I guess I'm saying yeah, right away. Somewhat. I don't. I don't know if we can say fight or flight. I'm not saying no, okay. um, but it definitely is something that is. There's a biological. There's hormones that are all involved. In Which this. that makes total sense. And, and I, I get that you yeah.
1: get probably uptight. You get uptight, and yeah. then whenever you're uptight, I don't think you're really performing well. And yeah. it certainly blocks creativity. And like, I would feel that as, you know, as an artist, you're certainly feeling that. Yeah. So sometimes with this stuff, I think you have to, for the record, it's not like us. This is, I got to say this too. You can understand something, right? Like we're talking to the audience, we're sharing an experience, but there's some stuff you just got to feel like, you know how sometimes you can understand like a topic or learn a lesson. You can understand it like intellectually, but you have to feel the lesson before you actually adopt it. You're talking about people that are listening right now. when you they're like, hey, I have to actually
0: feel this gratitude.
1: Well, like, so what I'm saying is this process that I went through of literally going to these auditions and mm-hmm. sucking mm-hmm. at these auditions. It's not like before I went, somebody could have told me exactly what I'm telling you right now. And then oh, I wouldn't sure. have sucked in those auditions. Yeah. I still would have probably bombed. You have to at some point also still go through the process to feel what this is like and then also understand it intellectually of what's happening so you can start to flip your mindset and mentality around it. Yeah, totally. Does that make sense what I'm saying? It's like letting your kid fail. It's exactly like that. If your that. kid doesn't
0: fail, then they're not going to become resilient and understand why they want to go in the other direction. Right. You can talk
1: about the lesson, but they have to feel the lesson. Yeah, for they sure. have to experience it. So as I say that, just understand that um, and then just start to recognize. But look, when you get to a spot of just being more, I started going to go on these auditions started to be a lot more just optimistic of what's the worst that's going to happen. I, and also I'm here. How beautiful is this? I started to flip my perspective of like, I have this corporate job that like, I think is going well, but like, I love this stuff. Like how beautiful is it that I'm even here at this audition? Now
0: I'm hearing you being grateful. This that's is great. what people don't get, right? Because it's this feeling. It's not, it's not something you're looking at. It's not that you're thankful for that. Someone gave you the audition. Right. Or that you're that you're that you're there yeah, in that one right. time. You're grateful for what you've done to bring yourself to that moment. Yeah, right. Man. That's what gratitude is. And it's hard to kind of explain it, right? It is a little bit. Yeah, but you, but
1: you're talking, like, that is gratitude. This this is totally it. And then, like, you know, you get to that place. I just think it's a beautiful state of being because I think amazing things come from that. For sure. Right? So you're attracting the right things. I think you're, you're free. You're loose. You get more creative. You're better at your work. I think you want to work, right? You're just kind of excited because, again, you're just more in an appreciation state of mind. Yeah. So... That's my story. I love that story.
0: That's really good. I think it, I think it speaks so much to, you know, let's, let's even think of another job that, you know, just someone is doubting themselves. When, when you, when you only think about the things that, that you haven't done well, it's not going to bring you to, uh, the ability to do better, to be honest. Right. Yes. So I was, I was just thinking, um, I was looking into something and someone was talking about kind of how to actually apply gratitude. So if you were to be catching yourself in that moment where you're actually feeling as if uh, you're kind of going in that toxic mindset and you know that going that 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 way, maybe, again, it's comfortable for you to think that way, but you want to make sure that you're just changing it, right? You're directing, you're redirecting yourself. How can you apply it in the moment? And so someone was mentioning that you can think about the past, the present, and you can also think about the future. So something about the past, right? So Joe maybe you were thinking about you being up on stage and you know you think about all these failures for a second you say no 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 hold on let me think about the past for a second so that's where you can kind of reach back in your mind and start thinking about uh, memories, right? Yeah, the reflection. memories sure. of what you've done, kind of like how many stages you've been on, or how many auditions and these, you know, amazing people that you've been around, like the opportunity to have done it, right? Man, I've I've maybe I I haven't booked the job, but I booked a lot of auditions, and that's pretty amazing. In New York City, are you kidding me? In these famous locations on these stages, being able to be myself on mm. stage, like. Reaching back into your memories can be very helpful for your, uh, for yourself to kind of um, just redirect those negative thoughts. The other thing is kind of being in the present. And so this is just making sure that you are... Um, not taking things for granted and kind of thinking about the moment and kind of thinking about what I was mentioning with that vacation you're feeling certain thing you're thinking about your senses you're you're feeling the Sun uh, on your face while you're on the beach and you know how grateful you are to be in a world that can actually present that to you you're also thinking about the feeling of the sand in your toes or if you're on stage you're thinking about how cool it is in this moment to now I get to open myself up I'm not I'm not reading anybody else's script this is me you're seeing completely 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 me, and you might not like it, but I'm so grateful that I get to be me right in front of you right now. So that's about kind of being in the moment. And the other is kind of about thinking about the future and just really kind of keeping that optimistic attitude and making sure, hey, I might not get this, but I'm so excited for what my next opportunity might end up being. I'm so excited to get on the next stage and be in front of people and be myself even more. And the more that I am myself, the world that gets to see me and I'm not hiding behind anybody else's script and I'm not hiding behind anybody else's you know job description and how amazing is it? I get to be myself yeah man right I so think that's so being able to apply that gratitude in a certain way so think about certain things when you start to go that toxic route just start to think about the past the things that have been so that you've that you've really enjoyed uh, make sure you think about the the present kind of think about your senses and then sure. think about the future those things that you can be optimistic about yeah man. that's what you can really do and I think that kind of takes me and i'm so curious to hear about you and this course at yale because and we'll come back to even more research i know we've been talking about getting to research but um what is it that someone does to really get into the gratitude right we have gratitude journals someone says i want to i want gratitude to be there and kind of do it a little bit more (sighs) Um, not succinctly, but just (laughs) trying to, what, just
1: more routinely, just uh, to uh, make this more of a habit. Just, yeah. Like how do you start the habit of, you know, being gracious and gratitude? It's definitely not an overcomplicated thing. It's a, it's literally writing down five things you're grateful for in the morning. Literally that just five things you're grateful for. It's that simple. It's just the practice of this has benefits. So it's not a complicated thing. It's a do you practice this thing, which I'm guilty of. I've gone through periods where I've done this. And then I also like I'm not currently doing this. And like it's getting me to think like yeah. maybe I really should start doing this again because um, you start to wire yourself a little bit differently. So there was a study done from Emmons and McCullough. It was in 2020, 2010. They did a paper about like if you actually just write down these five things. What happens like if you do this for a few weeks? Like what actually happens? Because like I, I just hate doing things because I am supposed to be doing them. Which I, I feel like when people talk about gratitude, we're just like you should be grateful. Do write down things you are grateful for. But I am like, but why? What does this actually do? Right? Yeah. So apparently, and this is from the course at Yale, they're saying that your just perspective, the way that they measured happiness and your view of life completely altered by like either half a point or even a whole point on many of these things. So your outlook of life as a whole, how you view your upcoming week being more full of opportunity, uh, even physical symptoms that you felt about like being sick, your physical symptoms reduced by simply feeling grateful. Mm-hmm. And then they found that you were even more likely to do to in, involve yourself in uh, healthy habits like exercise up to one more hour per week. When you were practicing gratitude, you just yeah. naturally do these things a little bit more.
0: There was immunity within there too, which are like the kind of what you were yeah. talking about, right? With yep. just health,
1: just health, just how your body's
0: responding. You can be healthier just by thinking about more when you when you when there's more gratitude within there. And I think that this gratitude journal you're talking about, you know, people say write down five things that you are grateful for, and really making sure that you're separating thankfulness versus gratitude is important. But the more you do it, you're saying that your brain just rewires and thinks that way. Yeah. Right. It starts. It starts. To re- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then that's, that's the like on what you mentioned about going to work out. You said, you know, it's not that I have to work out. It's that I get to work out. I have legs that work. I have a body that can move. I have the opportunity to go to that gym. Yeah, man. And I'm
1: not trying to sound corny with this stuff, but it's like no. it's just like but but what's your alternative way of thinking? That's what I'm always asking. I'm always questioning my thoughts. And I'm like, well, I could think about it like this or view it like this, or I can go about it this way. But like, why not see it as an opportunity? Why not see it as a gift? Because the alternative, quite honestly, to me sucks. It makes no sense. Why would I look at this as a chore? And if I really do feel that way, well, then why wouldn't I change that shit? And I think that's, that's the hard thing of kind of like, well, why would
0: someone care about gratitude? And so if someone doesn't care about happiness, then that's, I think, a hard thing. But if someone can say it's going to help your immunity. It's going to end up helping certain things just like you get to the gym more, which then can help you transform yeah, sure. and kind of look better naked. Right. I think I saw that today. That's Anna the, I posted thing that, that you posted today. That. Listen, yeah. if
1: you don't train for one reason, that's one right there. <laughs> yeah. But listen, isn't the goal, I mean, the goal to me is honestly to live in a peaceful state of mind. Like, especially sure. as I get older, that's really one of my main goals. And mm-hmm. I want to foster like good relationships with people. Yeah. And I want to, I want to come from like just a healthy, balanced place mentally like you know what that feels like when you're clear-headed and you Mm -hmm. just have like kind of a more positive kind of viewpoint and so why wouldn't you you know i'm trying to do better at cultivating this quicker and Mm -hmm. more often throughout my day right my week um which leads me to relationships because it's super interesting when we're digging into this research too just communicating how grateful you are to like your partner of any kind of relationship improves that relationship almost immediately. Yeah. And I think this is,
0: this is a thing where it's hard for, for genders. There's a difference between genders and gratefulness. And I think that there, what I was seeing and tell me if you don't think this is right, but you know, I was seeing that men tend to have a harder time with gratitude and being grateful because if someone's grateful for something that maybe your spouse has done or you know letting them know that there's a little bit of indebtedness that's really due and men don't want to feel that way most men Mm. most men want to be a little bit more free and so they don't want to have to repay something and so that's what I kept seeing is that men want to feel as if they're not indebted to 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 someone. Oh, thank you for doing that. And so that's kind of going back to even like the gift of saying like, oh, I'm not good at receiving gifts because now I have to give you a gift back and I don't really want to give you a gift, right? So the same thing in relationships where I think a lot of people have a hard time with, Hey, um, can you do this for me? And so with men kind of being able to Mm. accept something that someone does for them, they have a hard time because now they have to repay it where females in a lot of these studies show that it didn't matter. Females are like, "It's, it's not indebtedness. It's that we're just working together and this is great. This is bringing us happiness and we're communicating in a certain way. So, that I think was really interesting to see the difference between men and women within those relationships.
1: Did you end up coming across anything with that about exactly how men felt and why they had a harder time with it? Not specifically with men. So I can I can I'm kind of you know thinking about what you're saying if I can if I can relate a little bit or know some examples. And, Maybe and you this can. Is, That's okay. This is very interesting. What what I found in in some of the research was from um, there was like a paper that Barton did in 2015 talking about just that this is used, that gratitude is used as a method of intervention for, uh, couples that are on the brink of divorce, that just simply communicating gratitude and how you feel about your partner, both of you communicating that reduces divorce possibilities dramatically. And I, and I get that. And, you know, going to your point though, I wonder how hard it is for maybe men to just communicate I I hear that a lot. I hear a lot that like men just simply don't communicate how they're feeling maybe about their partner or if they're comfortable doing it, which I don't, which I don't really, I guess I can understand. Um, But whatever. I I mean, maybe we should just communicate more. It's like, (laughs) just tell your partner how thankful for you are for what they're doing and who they are. I think. Or the fact that communication
0: itself, whether you're actually communicating gratitude like the words of thankfulness or you know i'm grateful for you even just the it's just the act of communicating i think can kind of bring on gratitude just goes a long way man it does and I think this is this is what I was seeing too this was coming out of um, at, at a GMU and who was cashton um, is uh, one of the researchers that is there He does most of the research coming out of that um, what's the center that he has down there it is the um, he's the director of the laboratory for the study of social anxiety character strengths and related phenomena and again that's at George Mason University but he was really saying and found that. Oh. You all right?
1: Yeah, it's fine.
0: What Coda (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, was saying that uh, a spouse who usually felt more grateful also tended to express more gratefulness. So it really ended up being able to like grow on top of itself. And so the more that you showed, the more that you received. And so if you if you don't feel that someone is is grateful, you don't feel that your spouse is grateful for you, you can end up sitting back and saying, well then, you know what? I'm not going to tell you how grateful I am for you. I'm not going to thank you for anything you end up doing. I'm not going to, you know, and so that, 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 that kind of creates that, that toxic relationship, right? So being able to really share how grateful you are, maybe in a moment where you're like, okay, I'm not going to repay you because you didn't show me how grateful you were before, but making sure you do, you're going to
1: be receiving that back so much stronger. I mean, it just comes back again to just like appreciate what's happening around you. Like, I just don't think that we sit and just, even if you're not fully happy with like maybe your situation, like, can you start to isolate and just realize what you do have so you can appreciate what's happening here? Because I really do believe that everybody's just trying their best out here. So if you're in a relationship, you have a partner. I just think you have to take a second and realize how amazing one it is that somebody else is willing to spend time with you. You know how big that is? Someone of their own conscious choice, their own life is willing to spend time with you and think about you and put their life in the limit of time that we have here and put it into you just by being here, just by being in the same room. And like sometimes we just forget because we get so used to this person's here and they just like keep coming back, right? If you're dating someone... And you're like, well, we've been doing this for six months. And like, you just don't sit and stop and think like she has a choice. He has a choice to not be here <laughs> yeah. and how beautiful it is that they are. So like, that alone, you can just like once, you know, it doesn't have to be every day where you're just like so grateful. I mean, if you want to do that, great. But sometimes just once in a while, just sitting down, just being like, I'm just grateful for where we are. We're sharing a journey together at the moment, wherever it goes. You're sharing something together in this moment. Yeah. And that's I w- a beautiful thing. I would say as
0: as a husband and a dad having children I think does this like I'm I'm always grateful for how how wonderful my wife kind of is able to work out certain things like I you know the schedule like um you know the play schedule for my daughter or really get things scheduled like doctor's appointments like I'm not good at that stuff. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful she's there and that gives me the opportunity to then be the the great dad in those other moments that I can actually be but together I think that, um, or maybe separately, I don't know if we would be as great as parents. And so I'm always grateful. I'm also like I can be a bag of emotions and quite an a-hole sometimes. So like <laughs> I'm always I'm always incredibly grateful for my wife to come back the next morning because she's always so amazing at you know uh, not so, so much second chances because I don't think that's the right way to put it, but she's always good at just kind of like wiping the slate on the the uh, slate clean. I mean, okay, I understand what was going on yesterday new day let's rework this we can get <laughs> through it and so i'm always like it's oh great. great like it, it, she is she is pretty amazing that way and i'm always grateful for it for kind of who i am um
1: and what she has to put up with um but i mean that's a, it's a, but that's just an important way to look at things you know and appreciate again not expectations appreciation and then a simple thing so two things that i found that it's really and, good i want to say that again I, not sub yeah so it's appreciation not expectation yeah i
0: think that's that's the problem is that we end up th- we end up expecting so much my spouse should do this my Fully, job dude. should give me this Fully. this workout should give me this but really i'm grateful to have the job i'm grateful to be in the relationship with this person i'm grateful to actually have the opportunity to move my body this way right
1: yes yeah yes it's a huge it's a huge it's a game changer even if the people you're around don't adopt this you have to adopt this because it changes your world. It makes things more peaceful. You just you, you just start to come from abundance and like more love for things that are around you because not everything's going to be permanent and like not all these things are going to last forever that's around you and recognize that. Recognize that this is just a temporary ride that we're on. Wherever we are, things are constantly changing. So why would you not look at where you are and just take a second to be like, wow, I've come a long way and like there's some really great things happening around you
0: because there are. I'll, t- I'll tell you why people don't, because it's hard to do. It's hard to rewire yourself in a moment where you start to cascade, where those thoughts start to cascade. Absolutely. And, it, so, and that's why a gratitude journal is so a pr- helpful. A daily practice. So you practice, right? It does we, make sense. We, we, we always preach consistency. So you, yes. have, you have to kind of work in the consistency that you can, uh, thinking back to those clean plates, have those clean plates ready when you start to feel like those dirty plates start to pile up. Stop the dirty plates. Think about your clean plates. That's
1: what this is. Yeah. It's just a daily practice to be able to pull that arsenal, yeah. like you're talking and about. Why? That's why this For is worthiness. That's why this is worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. To wrap, to put a bow on this, uh, too. There, there were two things that I'll even put an action point on here because this was, this was from a study. And again, I'm big on this stuff because I want to actually know what's actually happening. They said if you were to write a gratitude letter thanking someone, and I've done this with my grandpa, not not knowing this was like a thing. Uh, just writing a letter to my grandpa when I was, when I was like in my twenties, I I wrote a letter thanking him for just who he was. Right. And they said they, but they tracked the study. If you physically give the letter to them, not, not email, but you write this letter and you physically give to them, they were measuring and tracking the lasting effects of happiness. Mm -hmm. It was immediately post letter. There was a significant spike in happiness from the individual and it the best part it lasted through six months. There was a there was a slow decay of kind of happiness up to six months, but that one event increased your happiness threshold and stayed with you for up to six months.
0: Yeah, I think this is the same study too, out of Chicago. Maybe it was, but it was where that or that letter writer they they underestimated the positive impact of their letter. And the surprise that oh, the, yeah, that yeah, the yeah. recipients yep. felt about the content of the letter. So yep. they felt, what's the point of writing this? And so they, uh, they underestimated how the person was going to feel when they actually received it. Yeah. And so um, they, they also overestimated how awkward the recipient was going to feel as well. And so that, again, is part of that toxic mentality. Where we where we start to talk ourselves out of happiness, we start yeah. to talk ourselves out of what yeah. we're really doing. And so we want to make sure that what you do is when you start to maybe thank, uh, thank yourself a little bit more mentally or thank other people mentally, it can become something that's less awkward for you. There was also something I saw here about, and this was looking at high school and also college men, because I love understanding why it's so awkward for men to do this. But it was looking at um, at these at these boys, basically, in um, in high school and men in college, and they they really wanted to understand how these how these guys kind of felt like they belonged or not. And so they asked them to keep a, cra- a gratitude journal for about four weeks. And so the the guys who did that, and they I think what they did is they basically had um, guys as a control who didn't really, they just kind of kept a regular journal, like write whatever you want in it. There were men who are boys, whatever, that ended up keeping you know a four-week gratitude journal. And then there were um, boys who basically you know, didn't do anything. And so yeah. they saw that um, the guys that did it, that actually kept a, a four-week gratitude journal felt more like they belonged at their school. Um, and this was supposed to suggest um, that the activity itself, that keeping that gratitude journal could help students, particularly boys, feel a lot more supported. And when you feel more supported, that can end up helping you become more creative because it starts to reduce those those stress hormones and all that kind of stuff yeah. too when I think that they were also looking at the same age in women and girls, and it's just that girls end up having the outlet. They didn't feel like they needed this as much. They already felt like they belonged a little bit more. Now, that's not to to take away from how awkward I think that girls maybe have felt in high school and all that kind of stuff. It was just showing that the impact was a lot stronger for boys. That's very interesting. And so I love to see that. Uh, something else that I actually saw, too, was the difference between Americans and other people in the world. Now, this is going back a bit, and this was um in... um. The uh, the Journal of British uh, the uh, the British Psychological Society is coming out of there in 1998, so a bit a bit older, but it was looking at German men and it was looking at American men. And again, I'm saying this so that we can understand Americans more, or just men and more. Uh, but it was basically saying that German men, um, they looked at gratitude. Um, They were characterizing it as uh, as one of the most constructive emotions where American men looked at gratitude as undesirable and difficult to express. Uh, And they just found that um, they even found it humiliating uh, in some cases. And again, I think that comes back to certain things like indebtedness. So it was like, well. Why, why is this so awkward? Why can't we do more of it? If gratitude leads to happiness, then let's make sure that we can do more of that. So I think that's important. Um, that, that's and I think so that crazy. it was something too, like, and again, this was back in 1998. So they were looking at men that were 35 to 50, which I think also, sorry to kind of go on this rant here with certain things that I was looking into, but I just, there's so much research in this and it's so interesting. But it was looking at um, different age groups as well. And so it was looking at baby boomers, um, and... Kind of how they felt about certain things. And so, really, baby boomers, um, there was a particular psychological kind of profile of being a little bit more rigid and masculine. So, for someone to be gracious, uh, it was hard for men to do that, to kind of say thank you and to feel like, again, indebted to somebody. And so, that gets passed down to younger generations. And I think that it's kind of, you know, that whole thing of like, you know, oh, this next generation is going to ruin us. Well, is it going to ruin us if we? We can be more grateful, and we're more in touch with our emotions. Why would we fight against that? That's a great thing for us so to I mean, be doing. It's the thing. So I think it's great to kind of break away from that. Realize that if you are a young male in America, maybe it's it's time to really start to to pick up on this and realize that gratitude may start to can really be this gateway to to happiness and to more creativity and to just having a more successful life. However, you might define that. Mic drop, baby. baby. Cool, Joe. Anything else right now? I love this topic, I really do. Yeah, and more than I, really I hope, Who was the who was the doctor that you reach out to? Lori Santos. I would love to to go deeper in into this. It's it really is amazing to really hear about the theory of this, but then
1: also to kind of get like that science behind it too. This is this is you don't see this a lot. This honestly felt when we were diving into this research a little bit. Again, go when we started thinking about this topic, I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to touch much on this. And then, but then when we started talking, I'm like, wow, there's actually a lot to it. And there's a lot more research behind it. And it felt like, you know, you have, I guess now I'm not so surprised So you have someone like Dr. Brene Brown, who is a professor who studies vulnerability and shame, right? Like she's studying human emotions. So why wouldn't you have the same of people studying, you know, the human emotion of, of feeling gratitude. Yeah. And so I would love to find, you know, um, and, and reach out to some experts on this to see if we can have them on the show. Cause like, I would love to learn the actual science behind this, like what's really happening in the body.
0: Right. Honestly, I think it's this chemical release that's happening. Mm-hmm. And if someone can explain that more succinctly, cause we are not experts at this. We don't, no. I know I don't sound like an expert <laughs> right now. But it's something where if we understand that this can get us to a lifestyle, that if, if someone says, do you want more happiness, are you going to turn that down? No, I mean, If this is an me, opportunity for all, you, yeah, right, why would someone right, right. say no to this right now? Right. So I'm going to do my job because I'm not good at this because I am a pretty pessimistic person. That's just how I've grown up um and my mind goes that way and so it can become this this very toxic kind of mentality but you know i myself and i want to use this time this show this platform to to grow as an individual too so i think after looking even deeper into this i think i'm going to also start to
1: uh utilize gratitude as a way to elevate my life i love that um i'm going to make a better practice of myself and i'll say this to to our listeners if Look, try to do the same with us. Let's do a, a daily gratitude practice. Or listen, if you're not ready to get into the daily routine of it, I mean, let's just start with a simple letter. Why not write as an action item from even this show? Write a letter of gratitude to someone that you care about. Let them know.
0: Yeah, because you know, don't think it's awkward.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not. we kind of appreciate. They want to hear it. This is we're sharing a life experience here. Like, this is a beautiful thing. People want to know how they make you feel, and like you, we don't share that, and it's such a beautiful thing. So. So just do it. Let's all do it. Yeah, definitely. Well, Joe, um,
0: I think that's it on my end. Coda, anything from you? Great stuff. Coda? She's good. (laughs) She's good. Lots of words. Uh, And uh, (laughs) yeah, guys, it was great. I love this topic. We will bring even more to you. Take care. Bye.